Welcome to the Lockdown Lowdown with HappeningInHearts.com. I'm Piper Tarrick. Coming up on the show, we've got a fab interview with Ali Lawrence, who's been looking after HappeningInHearts.com website and Facebook group, um, Facebook page over the last couple of weeks while we've been busy building you an exciting new website. Um, Ali will be talking about decluttering, donating to charity shops post COVID-19 lockdown and also telling us about something else she's involved in, which is epping at the movies. Plus, we've got all the use, the usual fun and banter with Mr. Graham Mack. But first of all, the news. Now, as you all know, a number of pubs and restaurants are reopening this week, and we've been asked to give a shout out to a few of them. Uh, first of all, in my neck of the woods, the Oak in Stansted Abbots will be re- reopening on Saturday, the 4th of July from 11 a.m., Outside as well as inside is open and they will be operating table service only. Probably best to book if you can. Um, Then also in Stansted Abbots, the Jolly Fisherman on Station Road will be reopening on the 4th of July. Um, Now, if you want to see a video that they've made on their Facebook page, um, there's there's quite a couple of really fun ones um, by the Jolly Fisherman all about how to behave once you're there, which will be useful whichever pub you go to. Um, In fact, with many of the pubs, it's worth checking their websites and looking at the Facebook pages to get some of our idea about what the COVID-19 etiquette is because it does vary slightly from place to place. Um, The Quiet Man in Ware reopens on the 4th from 12 o'clock. In Bengio over in Hartford, the White Lion reopens at midday on the 4th of July. Check out their Facebook page for details. the red going back to Stansted Abbots, the Red Lion won't be reopening yet. They reopen on the 14th of July, uh, getting a little bit more time in to get the changes made. Also, over in Welling Garden City, the Sheldon Inn uh, reopens at 11 o'clock. And I think we mentioned the Sheldon last week. Um, they're well known for their gluten-free foods. Um, A number of other uh, places are also reopening around the Hartford area and around the Ware area. Again, best to check out um, uh, if you're going going to head out somewhere, best to check Facebook pages um, and websites just to make sure that you're up with all the etiquette. Now, are you like me and desperate to declutter? I haven't managed to declutter during lockdown like many people have because I have a four and a half year old who loves cluttering um, and getting new stuff. But if you think about how to declutter, you've come to the right place because we've got a fantastic interview with Ali Lawrence, who's also been helping run the uh, Happening Hearts website for the last couple of weeks, all about where to start. You're writing something exciting for us next week about decluttering, which is something a lot of people have been trying to do during lockdown. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm myself a big decluttering fan, uh, probably to the extreme. But yeah, it's definitely something that people have found that because they've been at home quite a bit, they're sort of more aware of stuff being around them. So they're probably... um, 
you know, more likely to think, oh, okay, actually there's some things that I don't need, I, I'm going to get rid of. Uh, and now that uh, quite uh, fortunately, the uh, charity shops in, in the Hartford area are starting to open, um, people could actually then go and donate um, all these things that they decluttered from the house um, to these great local charities. Because that's been the problem, hasn't it? People have been busy decluttering and then actually the, the charity shops couldn't accept anything for a while. Yeah, exactly. They've sort of closed down. And I've just noticed that over the last few weeks that if you go onto the various websites, you'll see they've been sort of gradually opening different shops over time. And, and uh, but obviously there's things are a little bit different now with um, how they can accept donations and, and things like that. So um, yeah, I've got some good tips on, on um, first of all, uh, some tips on doing a really good declutter at home. Uh, and yeah. then also, and then also, um, do, you know sort of how to donate um obviously things are a little bit, bit different at the moment so some things to to remember before you actually head down to the charity shop so what's a good way of starting decluttering because i have to say i used to be quite good at it but um and having a child and and sort of <laughs> having a bigger house yes than we used to have i can't believe we used to live in a one-bedroom flat but we've got a four-bedroom house and you just end up with so much tat and i yes. just sometimes i feel like i'm drowning in it yeah um what can i what can i do <laughs> okay okay well i think to keep it nice and simple it's probably like there's four things to think of um when you're uh, when you're doing the cluttering so first of all there's things called hot spots so basically places in your home that you look at them and you go oh that's that's really annoying me. There's this, there's stuff overflowing and things like that. So yeah, so focus on those hot spots. And some of those things are like, you know, kitchen work surfaces where you just dump stuff or cupboards and wardrobes and stuff like that. So focus on those as a sort yeah. of priority. Um, and then I know that in the past I've been <laughs> really uh, bad at thinking, I'll say, right, it's Friday evening, this weekend, I'm going to spend the whole Saturday and Sunday decluttering. Yeah. And that always seems like a great idea Friday night. But actually, when it gets to Saturday, you think, I don't really want to spend the whole of my weekend doing it. So another way of looking yeah. at it is maybe to spend 10 to 15 minutes a day, um, you know, to, dealing with one little area. So you might just say, right, tonight I'm going to spend 10, 15 minutes, maybe even set the alarm on your, on your phone. And I'm just yeah. going to do the work surface or I'm just going to do that drawer, one drawer, in my spare bedroom or whatever. And then even though it will take um, a little bit longer to do, actually you'll, you'll, you'll get quickly motivated because you'll see a result and you'll keep going and going. And, it, and you know, 10 to 15 minutes out of the day isn't a lot. You know, you can put, you can put the Lockdown podcast on a list of that and do a bit of decluttering. So, you know, it's, it'll oh, go really quickly. Perfect idea. Yes. Yeah. Um, another thing as well is, um, a lot of people see clearing out as a sort of a negative thing and they sort of phrase it in the way of like, um, what um, I've, got to, I've got to get rid of things and I must do this and I need to. And these are all things are thinking, actually, let's think about it in a different way. Um, how about we approach it in a, in a positive way and think, let's focus on the things that we want to keep. Yeah. And then if you focus on that, uh, it's a much more, it's a nicer experience. And you think, oh yeah, I'll keep this because it's, it, I use it a lot. I love it, and it looks lovely, um, and um, and there's, it, it brings a more positive experience. And then basically, if you look at something and you don't feel like that about it, if you think actually I don't use that, 
and it doesn't look great in my house or, or whatever they need it's easy enough to get rid of it but if you focus on the stuff that you love then that makes it easier and a nicer experience uh, and also another tip uh, that I've been given is that um, yeah. apparently apparently children uh, are, are born declutterers uh, so they can <laughs> and they're very good because you know they're very sort of black and white and they can think no just get rid of it so they could be your good sort of uh, can help you sort of um, get rid of things so um, but also just finally on that you know those are yeah. the sort of top tips but um, there are people who actually are professional declutterers and organizers and there's a whole organization of people as uh, really? a recognized body yeah recognized body of people yeah. who do that I mean how great is that I mean uh, wow so um, so these people have, have been really good and they actually will you know in normal times would come to your house and help take the emotional baggage out of decluttering uh, but yeah. obviously they can't do that at the moment but um, there's so many great uh, businesses who will you know uh, in the Hartford area who can take talk you through it over any sort of video call zoom skype whatever you prefer or just a plain old traditional phone call you know so really? um yeah so that, I, th I thought that was great so um and then at least you can sort of give it over to somebody else and somebody who can professionally help you approach it and, it, and it's you know rather than you putting things off so yeah so those are my sort of tips for uh, decluttering yeah, because I, I remember as a child, my mother was a, a wonderful declutterer and she mm. would just be utterly ruthless with my <laughs> wardrobe. But yes. the thing is, it's easier with other people's stuff, isn't it, sometimes? So I think you need that of objectivity. Yeah, I mean, one thing that actually, it's interesting you're saying that, Piper, because one of the things, um, when I was speaking to Louise, who has given me all these tips about this uh, about yeah. decluttering, she was saying one thing is that actually... When it comes to decluttering, only declutter the things that belong to you. Uh, sometimes she ah. gets sometimes she gets contacted and said, "Oh yeah, can you come along as you know, declutter my husband's and my wife's stuff?" And she say she would only do it if that person was was there. It's actually oh. because it's like their stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I know we all probably have times where we think, "Oh, I'd love to get rid of some of that stuff in my partner's uh, <laughs> uh, workspace or wardrobe." But yeah, I mean, it's it's something for somebody else somebody has to do that themselves you know so um but yeah they're that's personal. fair enough yeah exactly exactly yeah, so yeah that's, so that's yeah okay but what so i mean obviously things are a bit different with the chat i mean we went to our local charity shop in the village and wellview uh, school charity shop oh yeah a week or two ago and you know there's only one person allowed in the shop at one yep. time mm -hmm. um you exit you know you go through one entrance and out through the other and i think they're they're not allowing you can't donate clothes at the moment oh, okay yeah risks with, yeah with covid so is, is there are there any other things that we need to be aware of when donating yeah so i mean i think i think my sort of top four uh, tips on this would probably be um you know look online and definitely sort of phone ahead to the shop uh, that you're planning to go to uh, before you actually head out with your bags with your donation yeah. um, also as well at the moment and to your point about clothes and things charity shops um, are basically of course we always want to take nice stuff to the charity shop but they're really sort of asking people to focus on giving quality items yeah. you know that they can basically sell and, and hopefully you know um, make you know make some, some good money on which for the for their charities um so hence why again it's really useful to give them a call um mm. and um 
when you're bagging up your donation, here's a tip that also Louise uh, gave gave me was um, have a bit of slip of paper and have have, have this have a slip of paper on the inside of your donation bag and then also stuck to the outside of your donation bag and all you need to do is write on there your name and your postcode and then um your gift aid donor number so hopefully you know most people would you know go along and become would fill in the form and become gift aid members uh, yeah. and then it just that just really is to help the chat to the the volunteers out in the shop when they're organizing things so that if just just spend a couple of minutes just writing those two bits of paper out and put them in your bags that's great and then um on going on with the subject of gift aid yeah if you don't have that at the moment please go on and, and do uh sign up for gift aid to the various charity shops that you go to in your area uh because it, it means that um if you're if you're a uk taxpayer um the um the charity can then claim back another 25 percent so uh if you think about it rather than then raising 100 pounds from donations that they raise and then sell they can then raise they're raising 125 pounds all for basically you just fill in a very quick form when you first go in there uh, and having your gift aid number available when you donate so really yeah. do think about that um and then just to finish off actually I'm, i've lied it wasn't four it was probably five <laughs> five tips uh, <laughs> but one of the things that um uh, louise also mentioned to me was that um with charity shops obviously looking for the quality donations at the moment people are going to have some things that they want to donate but maybe don't quite sort of match that at the moment so she was saying to me that you know think about the other places that you could potentially donate to so uh, aside yeah. from your ch local charity shops so for all this other stuff you could obviously there's everybody in the community would have probably these donation bins that you could put uh, things in as well um, yeah she also mentioned about think about um, there's um, places online where you can actually sign up and there's one that I've actually just received in the post today from um, refashion and they send you a bag and then you put your donation, the donations in the bag, and then send it off. And that yeah. gets they they basically sell stuff on their website, and then that that money gets um, given to charity. And you can choose what charity you want it to go to, and things. So there's there's other ways of you know donating things, uh, and that's a great. I mean, refashion, as the name uh, suggests, yeah. is, is to do with clothes. So as you were saying a bit earlier, as charity shops maybe aren't that keen on accepting clothes at the moment yeah. uh, something like refashion or another uh you know place like that online will be a great thing it's a really simple thing as i say send you an envelope with a bag in it you put your donation in send it off to them and then um they they basically get those sold and the money goes to some really worthwhile causes that's fabulous idea yeah and and just moving on yes. now there's something else that you look after isn't there Alex? um epping at the movies could you tell us a little bit about that yeah absolutely well epping at movies is something that is really close to to my heart uh having been a self-confessed film nerd since as long as i can remember <laughs> so um yeah so epping at the movies as you can imagine is in epping uh i think the name sort of gives it away but it was it's a it's a, a not-for-profit community cinema that was started by some uh some lovely um cinema fans in in epping um and um i was lucky enough to get involved and recently with it um so basically um 
as you, what we'd normally do in normal circumstances, uh, we would run sort of most months we would run um, the film club where we would show three films. Uh, we'd show a, on a Friday night, we'd show uh, a late night film, something like um, anything from a, a Marvel film like Black Panther we've shown or yeah. an independent film like Call Me By Your Name or Lady Bird. Um, then on the Saturday morning would be the family film, um, and that would be good because we would we'd do the film. But prior to that, we'd show, we'd do like a, a really good crafting session. So um, at a recent one before the lockdown, we we did a, yeah. a showing of Toy Story Four, absolutely oh, wow. film. And um, yeah, me too. Everybody and all everybody, kids and parents included, got a chance to make their own um, Forky. Um, which is oh. which is great. So and took those took those home with them, uh, and then in the afternoon we have the uh, the classic matinee um, film, which could be anything from um, a Hitchcock thriller like North by Northwest, something like or something like Casablanca, or we also shown um, La La Land. You know, so a nice sort of mixture oh. of modern and and um, classical films for that matinee. So that was what we were doing beforehand. So obviously. We can't do that at the moment. Um, so what we've done is we uh, we've taken the uh, epilogue movies a bit more uh, online, and we're um, really sort of doing a lot on our social media channels on Facebook and on Twitter. And yeah. we started something called the Staying In Film Club, um, which basically was so rather than coming to the venue to um, watch the films, what yeah. we would do is we would actually recommend films that people could watch and would make sure that these were films that were available uh, on all on uh, free to air tv so you know bbc channel 4 itv uh, and yeah. obviously bbc iplay and things like that and we'd always tag them up and say here's a great family film and here's a or here's a great late night film or here's a matinee film for you to watch so um we were sort of that was a way of sort of getting people through um lockdown and, and, and things like that so um they've uh, that's been really you know positive and people have really enjoyed having the sort of film recommendations but also as well it's because we are a community cinema uh who and we rely on a lot of support from you know local businesses we've also been sort of keeping them you know shout giving shout outs to them to you know to let people know what they're doing as well so um so yeah that's epin at the movies and we've, we've got a big following on uh facebook and twitter yeah and we've been sharing uh some of your posts yeah, thank on, you for that yeah on happening in hearts too because there is some you know i mean i think the problem is that nowadays there's just so many things out there but yes. it's uh, it's sometimes it's a bit hard to find good quality stuff and uh, there's some really great ideas on there yeah, to watch. any recommendations yes definitely Currently. definitely yeah. so I'm, what i was trying to think of is um in the same sort of format of you know of one family film a matinee and a late night film yeah um, i'm gonna suggest as a family film there's a lovely film from a few years ago uh called son of rambo that's spelt r-a-m-b-o-w uh and it's great for all of us who were uh, had our childhood in the, in the 1980s. And uh, the, connection, the connection is is that it was directed by Garth Jennings, uh, who grew up in, in and around Epping. So oh. but it's just, a, it's a lovely film, uh, all about childhood and uh, um, the two kids in it who are now 
grown adults, which is quite scary, are very, uh, you know, very accomplished actors, uh, basically spend the summer in the 1980s um, making their own version of Rambo. It's a, it's a great, yeah. it, that's a great family film. Um, then moving on to uh, Matinee, and this is one that we actually showed at Epid at the Movies um, last year, and I went along to yeah. see it, was um, the Audrey Hepburn, Gregory Peck film, Roman Holiday. Um, wow. I just think seeing Rome and just, you know, at the moment, I think we all need, um, you know, to see have some, some sort of light in our lives. So I think mm, that, that's a lovely film um, mm. and great chemistry between Audrey Hepburn and uh, Gregory Peck. Uh, and uh, finally, um, I was going to say for the late night film, um, yeah. I'm going to recommend Airplane. Because uh, one of oh, my favourite yeah. favourite comedy films of all time, and uh, it actually I just found out the other day that it it turned forty yesterday. It was forty years no. yesterday. Yes, which is really scary. Um, oh my god! So, and it's just silly, and it's eighty eight minutes of just back to back jokes and just you know visual humour and just it's just one of I think probably it's up there with, as one of the best comedy films of all time. So uh, those are my three recommendations that hopefully will keep people um, happy and entertained over the next couple of days. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for all that really helpful, <laughs> useful information. That's I've got to check those films out. Thanks so much for joining us, Ali. Oh, you're welcome, Piper. Now, have you ever been asked to do some work that was a little, mm, shall we say, risque for your taste? Well, when I spoke to Graham recently about his audiobook career, he was facing a similar dilemma. Anyway, so, yeah, so the, other, the other thing is, right, because I'm going for royalty share, which means I get a share of the royalty ah, when the books get sold, yeah. there's only one for sale right now, and it takes like months for the money to come in. The other two i've done are still not for sale the spitfire book and the, the darrington book they're still yeah. not so we've got to wait we've got to wait a long time for the money and now the fix money has run out oh no the fix because i was on i was on gardening leave when i got fired because i think that's the the easiest way to fire you because if you if they if they fire you and put you on gardening leave for three months you can't go unfair dismissal Unless you do it within three months, so they keep you on the payroll to stop you going for unfair dismissal. Uh, okay. I think that I think that's why they do that. I yeah. don't know. Maybe maybe anyway. But the, that, so for three months after I got fired, I was still getting paid. Well, that stopped. So oh. the, so the end of this month, the end of June, I won't get a paycheck. No. So I've been auditioning for other books that don't pay the royalty share. Books that pay a price per finished hour of work. Yeah. And I haven't got any of them. Oh, They're harder no. to get, it turns oh, out, because they pay apps up front. You don't have yeah. to wait. So I've been looking through what's available. And so I've stopped auditioning for price per finished hour. Yeah. And I've started auditioning for royalty share plus, which is where you get the royalty share, but they give you a little bit, not as much as per finished hour. They'll give you a little bit for per finished hour. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay. And there are loads on there, but most of the ones on there that look decent, meaning that their Kindle version and the Amazon thing that they're selling, because I look at how well the book sold before. I don't go Good for the idea. ones that sold in it, right? Yeah. All of them are these like erotic ones. 
<laughs> you know okay. where the picture cover has got a woman with a cleavage and two muscular men carrying Oh, those I know exactly the kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't think I'm comfortable with that kind of stuff. No. <laughs> well, when I did the daring, t well, okay, so I make the, the yeah. closest I've got is when I did the Jack Wiltshire book, there's the awkward sex scene in the temple. Yeah. But it's pretty mild. Yeah. You know, it describes her boobs. Oh, okay. Fair and enough. I think that's as far as it goes. Yeah. The Darrington book went a little bit further. The really? The, yeah. Spitfire. The, no, no, some, Spitfire. No. There's nothing in it. No, there's Spitfire's no, no. Fine. It didn't no, sound no. like in the no, care no. home. The, the no. Darrington book is the other one. The Darrington book is, is not much it's... room in the Spitfire either. No, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's possible. I, I, I don't know. No. Let's not go there. That's okay, not sorry. Joystick. Okay, let's no, get that out Right. Chops away. Okay. So no, the Darrington book is what is known as a Regency romance. This was the okay. one where the bloke came back from the sea, the guy with the servants, and he was in Brighton. Oh, yes, I remember yeah. now. That yeah. one, towards the end, got a little graphic, but nothing. Oh, really? Well, yeah. they get together and, you know, uh, yeah. he, you know, the taffeta is, is, is ruffled. And... <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, I can the... see you squirming already. So the yeah, thought yeah. of having to do erotica the, 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 and... bo the bodice opened and um, he oh. ended up um, way and down unspilled. there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. But there was, okay. but and that was as graphic as it got, which is fairly graphic in my <laughs> eyes. Yeah. So I did look at one yesterday, one of these erotic oh, ones, yeah. because they are paying a royalty share plus. And this one was some was in the top best sellers, so it would yeah. sell as well because they have to do that because you're going to get the royalty share, and it was paying a royalty share plus. Yeah. And so I looked at the audition, and the audition was extremely graphic. Really. Okay. The language used, for instance, was. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't know if I'm cut out for that kind of work. Yeah, is it is it sweary sweary yeah. language or is it anatomical? It, it's okay. sweary language to describe anatomical. See, see you and, next Tuesday, that sort of thing. I didn't see that word. Right. Okay. But there was there was the the f word was in there. Shocking. Yeah. But Oof. it was not used as an adjective. It was used as a description of a procedure. Right. Okay. I guess you know you. what I mean. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm not, I don't know if I'm cut out for that. I just. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because you got, you've got to, well, you've got to give your all to it. We've got to suspend the disbelief. and Yeah. And oh, yeah. Else, you've got to be there. And, So yeah. I did have a thought in the night, but I'm not sure if I want to go this way. Mm. You, because one of my issues is. Yeah. If I do a kid's book, which I want <laughs> to do the kid's books. I do want <laughs> to do the kid's books, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to. Yeah. You my name. Car. My name is on the cover of the book. Like yeah. the Spitfire book, it's like, you know, the Spitfire book, Graham Mack, narrated by Graham Mack, and the same with the Jack Wiltshire book, yeah. Graham Mack. If I did a load of kids' books, and, you know, we're talking maybe years, 10 years down the line, yeah, I get a, a reputation creepy. for being a great narrator of kids' books, and there's some, I don't know, 10-year-old in a bookshop and sees a book... And go and oh Graham Mac, I know him. He does the one about the frog with wings that can't fly. I'm getting this book and then opens it. 
Do you know what I'm saying? That would yeah. be a horrific this frog, experience. This frog can do all, all manner of things that we didn't think were possible in the Spitfire or, or uh, anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see so, your dilemma. So, so yeah. But mm. there is an option, but I oh. still don't know if I'm ready for it. You don't have to give your real name. You can make up an, a, a pseudonym. Pseudonym, yeah. So I could, have a, I could have a porn star name. <laughs> so just, you got an, just what would it be? Work. What well, would it be? Well, I don't know. I haven't. Big Mac that, or something. I don't know. I, I, um, <laughs> I haven't thought that deeply, but that's what you do, isn't it? What well, didn't it used to be the name of your first pet and then the street you grew up in? Or I can't remember. Something it was like something that, like it? that. There is a rule to it, isn't there? Yeah. So, you... so that's an option, but I still don't know. What do you think? Because mm. I'd still have to do it. You would have to do it. Yeah, you would have to do it. And it's several, how many hours? Six hours or something? No, the one I saw was only three hours. Oh, three hours. Okay. Yeah. Well, you could. You could give it, you know, you could have, have a try reading one at home and, and see if you can. No, I don't think I, I do it. I, <laughs> no, that, I don't. I think I'd, you just start laughing. That's yeah, I know. that. There's part of that and part of it's like really uncomfortable. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So I just. What does I, Julie I think? I haven't. I, uh, well, I told her I'd, I'd, I'd looked at an audition yesterday and said it's fairly graphic. I said, I'm not sure I'm real comfortable with that. She didn't really say much, but no, I, I don't know. But at that stage, I hadn't worked out that I could use a pseudonym. Because I think yeah. that would be a problem as well. If you did get known for narrating, you'd go like, oh, this guy always... Because I pick the books yeah. that I do. They go, oh, this guy always picks a good book. If then, all of what is it that Dennis Norden said? It would be like seeing Santa eating venison. <laughs> I spoke yeah. to Ken Levine, the, the comedy writer, the other day, and, and one of the things he says about radio, for instance, yeah. is on the, uh, the food chain of entertainment. It, oh. goes, it, it, it goes movies, TV, street performing, radio. Oh. <laughs> so, so, so radio is already <laughs> approaching the bottom, and it's not, not hard to fall out the bottom. Where do you go oh. then? A, a dirty book narrator. Oh dear. Yeah. You know, because you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's where I'm headed. I don't. I don't. No. I just don't know. I. I'm gonna wait. I think. Yeah. It hasn't come to that yet. No. No. Yeah. So. No. Just have to see where I go. However, yeah. the one I auditioned, <laughs> the one I auditioned for last night. Oh yeah. Was not a dirty book at all. Oh good. And it was about a plumber. Ooh. Right. And I thought, okay. okay, I could be a plumber. Yeah. But as I'm reading on, the plumber, I'm reading the audition, the plumber's psychic. A psychic plumber. Okay. Yeah. And the police come to him with like, in the, in the audition, they've come to him with the cardigan of a murdered girl to see if he can pick up any vibes. Now, I'm not sure what kind of police force it is that says <laughs> the only way to crack this case is if we had a psychic plumber. <laughs> but in the audition, the psychic plumber meets a private detective who he used to go to school with. The private detective's gay, and so it turns out is the plumber. Oh. So for all I know, if I get that one, that could go somewhere I could turn out to be 
very uncomfortable with. Well, that's true. That's true. So who knows? I might. I, and once you sign up for these things, you're committed to doing them. Yeah, you can't so back out. I may end up going there anyway. Yeah. But then who knows? I auditioned for one about greenhouse gardening. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that could be interesting. Beginner's guide to that. greenhouse gardening, including hydroponics. Ah. Well, that should be fairly clean. <laughs> well, I don't know. I haven't got either of those. I can say these are the ones that are royalty share. Yeah. So well, I'm you just... know, but murder mysteries. I think. Well, you have a look and say, like do a Google ad search to see which are the most popular genres, because I think murder mysteries are supposed to be massively popular. Are they? I would. Yeah, thought, yeah. Do you know, I would have thought for audio books, I would have thought kids would have been a really big one. Yeah. Just for like long car say. journeys and stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, you just I just don't see them on the site so much. It, no. it's, the number one is, seems to be this erotic nonsense. Yeah. And then okay. um then, then there's a you know there's there's the adventure ones and there's what a about spy the one I'm and it's a spy one. Oh, I messed oh. up so totally. Oh. A guy came to me, didn't I didn't audition. A guy yeah. came to me, it was about it was about uh, it wasn't necessarily spies, but it was to do with uh, CIA, uh, MI6 and stuff, and it was set during towards the end of the Troubles in Northern Ireland. Oh, that thought, sounds interesting. Doesn't it? Mm. And he came to me, and he said he wanted to do a price per finished hour. And I mm. thought, right, great, got it. And I had an audition or anything, he'd heard the audio from Windrush. Yeah. And and I gave him a price, and it was way too high, and he went, oh, no. Because I don't know what I'm doing with that. I don't know what to no, pick. Of course you don't. I haven't no, done no. a price per finished hour. No, yet. no, no. And it's anywhere from like sort of twenty quid to four hundred quid. Yeah. And I had a figure on that spectrum <laughs> that was the wrong end. I mean, yeah. Four hundred, but it was obviously the wrong end for him. Too rich for him. Well, how long ago was that? Last week. You can still yeah. drop him a line and say, you know, all right, what, 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 what are you, what are you looking for? Yeah, I'll have to do that. I'll have yeah. to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, otherwise, because once I've finished this medieval one, I've got nothing. That runs out. No. Or I will no, be doing, well, uh, you know, uh, porn star name. Fifty Shades of whatever it is. Fifty Shades of Graham. Fifty yeah. Shades of Graham. Fifty Shades of Graham. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's it for the Lockdown Lowdown this week. We're taking a break next week while we try and bring you an exciting new website. So see you in two weeks. Stay safe, people.